We are back. We are live. We are here. I want to thank everyone for their listening ears. I appreciate all of those who take the time out of their day to play the podcast. It is much appreciated. I have taken a break uh, from podcasting and have done some praying and some fasting on the side. And I'm back and we're going to finish out this year strong. Many different things going on. Many different ventures being taken. I thank the Lord for where I am in life. I thank the Lord for what he's doing for me. And I know that he has a plan, not only for me, but he has a plan for you. You know, earlier this year, I gave a word uh, that the Lord told me to give. And I told those who would believe in God that this would be the year that you would walk into your land of milk and honey. I know that is sensationalized, but I just want to reiterate what the Lord told me. That this would be the year, if you hold on to what he told you to do, that this would be the year. This year's not done yet. So if you think that the fruits of the word of God has not come into fruition yet, and if you think that, well, you know, Elder might be be off on this one, the year's not done yet. And I can almost guarantee you that up up until this point since January, if you have heeded the words of the Lord for your life, you have seen some of the seeds that you planted begin to show their leaves, if not the fruit of the seed. And so um, I'm standing 10 toes down on what the Lord told me. I like to, to be transparent. I like to uh, 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 allow myself to be vulnerable at moments. And I, I must say that uh, this year has changed me and changed the trajectory of my life because of what God has done. And I'm still looking forward to the completion of the word of God in this year of 2021. But here we are. We are in September. And I am ready to give a word from God about not only this month, but what the rest of this year is going to look like. And the word hasn't changed. The Lord is still telling those who have a listening ear to get on with the work he's told you to complete. And he's telling you to get back to it, even if you feel like there's no use, nobody cares, nobody's listening, nobody's seeing, nobody's hiring, nobody's put me in position. He wants you to keep working the work. Even when nobody else sees it, he wants you to keep going. There's no issue in what God's given you. The only issue is, is that our patience sometimes gets the best of us and we don't want to continue on in what the Lord knows is the blessing in disguise so here we have the conundrum of 2021 the world is falling into chaos and it seems like every year for the past really this last decade it seems like every year we've been falling more and more into chaos but the lord still has his hand on those who will have a listening ear and so 
Um, in the midst of all that is going on, I, I, I listen to parents who have children at my local church, the House of Praise Church of God in Christ, located on the east side of St. Paul, Minnesota, where the pastor is, Pastor Richard Pittman Sr., who is my father. But I listen to parents talk about their children and how some of them uh, are becoming wayward and not not in such a way that uh, they're losing they're losing themselves to the world, but that they're believing that life isn't worth living. Having suicidal thoughts or just having thoughts that I'm nothing and will, will never be anything. Young men and women. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Feeling like they don't belong on earth. And then I have those in my own age group who feel like what they're doing comes with a lot of work and no results. It comes with a lot of planning and no fruit. And I just want to, I just want to let somebody know that fear creates an illusion of failure. When in reality, the path that you're walking on is the path that leads to exactly where you want to go. I can back this. I I don't I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, I I, I want to be as really as quick as possible. I just want to give something really quick, but um, I'll allow you to read it in Second Samuel chapter ten. You'll read about David, and you'll find that David is king, and David finds out that the king of uh, Ammon had just passed away. And his son, Hanan, had just taken over. So David sends his men in a uh, very nice gesture from king to king to say, hey, I'm, I'm here to help and support. And Hanan's advisors and counselors saw David's men walking into the kingdom and told Hanan, the new king, after his father died, his counselors and advisors told him, no, they're not here for anything else but to spy on you. They're trying to take your kingdom. David's good gesture. David's good intent. Was mistaken by somebody else. For spying and potential taking over of a territory that David wasn't even thinking of. I'm going to pause right here and break this down real quick. So you have a business venture. And you have a life. And you have a goal. And you have a path that you're on. And you're trying to figure out where you're going. And you're doing the best that you can. And you're putting your best foot forward. And you're trying to figure out what God is doing in this particular season of your life. You wake up every morning 
trying to make sure you do the best that you can to put food on your table, to take care of your loved ones, to be able to uh, get up and pay the bills of your household and the bills of your life, to even sometimes take a break from life and go on vacations, if you can, wherever that may be. You want to have a little bit of fun, so you want to have money to save that's saved up so you can go out every now and again and let your mind go. But it seems like it's not enough. It seems like what you're doing doesn't feel like you'll ever break a cycle that you're just having just enough or you you have this glass ceiling like, OK, I'm, I'm good, but I want to get to another level. But it seems like I'm kind of stuck where I am. And, and you pray and you fast and you read your Bible and you go to church, whether it be physically or if you're viewing online, but you go to church and you're trying to absorb the words and uh, absorb knowledge and, and uh, absorb uh, the, the positivity that you receive from God and you, you're trying to keep your mind on Jesus because, you know, a mind that stays on him is kept in perfect peace. But e but every so often you get caught up in your own mind and in, in your own way and you find yourself really pulling and fighting and struggling just to stay positive because the work that you're doing, it's it's consistent and it's good, but it's not yielding the results you want. It's not yielding the fruit that you want. It's not giving what it's supposed to give of 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 a way that would make you feel like I'm accomplishing something. It seems like you're stuck. And when people look at you. And when you want certain people to notice you, they don't and they look at you, and they look at you like, well, you're just another regular person. But on the inside, you know, you have something that can change the, the environment around you on the inside. You have something that can change people's mindsets, that you have something that you genuinely want to help people with. But you don't have the position to do so. Yet. And many times we get slow for we get slack in our efforts because things haven't moved the way that we want them to. And then we revert back to old habits and bad habits of inconsistencies that we never liked. But when we are when we are on the up and up, it was e easy to sustain. But now that things aren't necessarily the way that we want them to be, it's hard to maintain where we are. With your relationship with God, relationship with people, relationship with yourself. Being in tune with your mind, your body, and your spirit. Life gets harder. Days draw longer. Nights grow shorter. And every step seems like you're stepping into one more foot of uncertainty. See, David meant well you mean well you just want to be comfortable David was trying to be comforting but it seems like all the feedback you get just like the feedback that David would eventually get is negative because you've been fighting and you've been pressing trying to get to where you Really where you want to be and what you've prayed about and what you even know God's told you that you'd have you're pressing forward towards it. But it doesn't seem like any effort. Produces. 
any kind of a sign, any light at the end of the tunnel, nothing. It just seems dark. And that every hour, every minute, every second that goes by, you consider, like, what am I even doing? Haven't questioned yourself in years, and now, what am I doing? Am I even supposed to be here right now? Am, am I even supposed to be doing this right now? David meant well. And in his efforts, was turned away. Not only turned away, but was embarrassed. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes in my life I've met embarrassment trying to do my best. Trying to put my best foot forward. I've, 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 I've had to render myself vulnerable in front of people that I know that didn't even like me, that laughed at me while I was down. All because I was trying to do my best. Those moments rock you the hardest because you ask God why. They rock you the hardest because you don't understand. And I know we're supposed to work out our soul's salvation. I know we're supposed to keep our mind on the good report of God. And I know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. And really, if you really need some encouragement and some help, read all of Philippians chapter 4 to understand that that verse 13 really uh, was talking about being in your lowest spot because God put you there to teach you something. And being in a good place because he wanted to teach you something. And that in both places, God is there. So even though you have questions, God is still there. And even though you're still hurting, God is still there. And even though you don't know how tomorrow is going to go, God is still there. When you can't sleep, God is there. When you cry, God is there. Why is it important that God is there? Because he's a God that can be touched by what we're going through. And he's there as a comforting presence, even when you don't feel comfortable. He's a shepherd like Psalm 23 would say. And we are blessed just to trust in him like Isaiah and Jeremiah would say. But you fight, you pull and you tug, trying to figure out, am I even doing the right thing? So here we are. David gets his men back. Gets his men back and... He realizes that half of their face is shaven and back in those times, you're, that's, that's an embarrassment. That they're, they were embarrassed and they came back unclothed. And many times after failures or some didn't go our way, that's how we feel. Embarrassed, unclothed, naked. Everybody sees that I'm a failure. But the one thing I like about David is that you can try him, but you're not going to stop him from getting to where he's going. David didn't even mean for war, but what, but what revelation I get from that is that David didn't mean for war, but what the king of, the new king of Ammon, Hanan, 
what he didn't know he was doing, he was putting David in his comfortable place. David is comfortable in war. David has won many battles up until this point. David is a mastermind. David, you have to realize David survives in war. He thrives in war. So you're going to push me into a spot where I'm comfortable. And that's what Hannon did, thinking it would scare him. And I believe that's what God's trying to do for some of you. Like on this walk, you're uncomfortable. But God's trying to show you that the gift on the inside of you, the strategy on the inside of you, the mindset on the inside of you, the heart on the inside of you, is built up and trained up for a moment just like this. That you don't see it yet, but God's putting you in a spot to cultivate you so that this uncomfortable spot puts you right in your comfortable place. So although everything around you is unfamiliar, you know exactly where you are. It's uncomfortable. Oh, but I'm comfortable. I don't understand, but I'm right where I need to be. I'm right in my vein now. They, they, done, they done backed me up far enough that I know how to do this. If I don't know how to do anything else, I know how to do. I know how to fight out of this. I know how to pray my way out of this. I know how to fast my way, read my word out of this. I know how to still talk to God out of this moment. And I've been here before. I don't know this foreign land, but I know what this is. And that's what happened. David was pushed into a corner he was familiar with. He knew the crevices of war. He knew the ins and outs of war. He knew how to position people. He knew how to get an army together. He knew how to strategize. He, As a matter of fact, the Bible says he went and got his best men to prove a point that you do not mess with me and threaten war or threaten any type of signaling of war, which was the embarrassing of his men after sending out my best foot so you put so you put your your best foot out and your best foot forward and you find out that it did not go the way that you wanted it to go and now you're embarrassed and it seems like you're failing and now you don't want to try anymore you don't want to do it anymore see the bible is so true the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong Guess who it's given to, y'all? To those that believe and trust in God. David was anointed and appointed by God. David sent his men out to war. David didn't go to war. Not this time. He would eventually go out there a second time and lead that army and beat the brakes off the Syrian army. But David didn't send his men or David didn't go out there this time. He sent Joab and his best men. And I appreciate Joab for this one reason. When Joab got to the battlefield with his men, thinking he was just going to fight the Ammonites. When he walked up on the Ammonites, he found that the Syrian army walked up behind them. So now on every side. You're surrounded. 
or on both sides, you're surrounded by the Syrian army and the Ammonites. There's nowhere for you to run. You're in the middle. And Joab made sure to tell his men that be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. There's three things I want to say about this particular passage of Scripture that I think relates to our lives. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to read what it, what, what it says. In 2 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 9, it says, When Joab saw that the front of the battle was against him before and behind, he chose of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered into the hand of Abishai, his brother, that he might put them in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon, Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will come and help thee. Be of good courage and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God. And the Lord do that which seemeth him good. Be of good courage and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. Three points and we are going to get out of here. This is what I want to tell somebody. Be strong and of good courage first and foremost because you have God on your side and he's never left you. The almighty, the omniscient, the omnipotent, the, 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 the potency of the name of Jesus that it's, that it's God and three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but we know that it is only one God above all gods. Be strong in that he's the shepherd, that many, many men and women have met what you've already met, and they've succeeded because of the hand of God on their life and the hand of God on their path and their situation. Be strong and of good courage. And I like this next part. Let's play these men. And if you translate that, it says, let's give them what they want. So you want to fight? Here comes the fight. So when you're back down, it's time for you to fight. It's time for you to gird yourself. It's time for you to burn that midnight oil. It's time for you to settle down. It's time for you to get back in the word and get back to what God's told you to do. So first... Be strong and be of good courage. Secondly, go take the fight. Go take on the fight because of the third point, because God is with you. Because God is with you. And that's all you need. <laughs> to just trust in him means that you're blessed. That's what the Bible says. Just, just to trust in him. You're blessed. And the Lord do that which seemeth him good. God will take care of you. 
The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you because you are his children. And that's what I want to tell you. Don't believe the illusion of fear. They were surrounded by the Syrian and the Syrian army and the Ammonites. And after he gave that speech, you want to know what happened? What happened to Joab and the army of David? The Syrians ran first. And after the Syrians took off from the battlefield, the Ammonites said, well, we ain't fighting them alone. And they took off. It was an illusion. Had Joab and the army bowed because it looked like they were going to lose. Mm. Because it looked like they've already lost. They would have missed the blessing in just standing for God. That is why the Bible says in Ephesians. To stand. When you've done all you can to stand, just stand. And gird yourself. With what? With the armor of God. With the armor of God, that's the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and and your your feet shod with the preparation of 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 peace and your your loins girded with truth and the sword which is the bible and the shield of faith I just want to help somebody It's just time for you to stand. And if you want to find that stand verse, go right around Ephesians chapter 6 and right around the 12th verse and just read on down. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it out of this. You're not going to lose anything in the process. It's just an illusion. What you're afraid of is actually afraid of you. So go get it this week. Go get it. It's yours. Put that in your toolbox. Fear. It's an illusion. It's all it is. Be like Joab and go fight. Be strong and be of good courage. Let's take this journey together. Be blessed.